I want to give a huge plug to the Regen Conference. Um, I know the church where it's being held at. I know the pastor there. I've talked with him many times. I know the youth leader there. Um, it's going to be a wild time. Um, I've gone to some youth conferences, and they are exciting, fun, and uh, loud. Yeah, loud, like the kids like it. Um, so parents, I want to encourage you, if your child goes to youth, send them to the conference. They will get impacted in a huge way. And we are fortunate. It's only next community over in Chilliwack. It's not like they have to travel great distances. It's in the next community over, and the, I know the quality of the people there, and I know that they are pouring their life into it. So I want to encourage you. And, and if you think you're a teenager, uh, talk to Pastor Daniel, and maybe he can find out if you can make it. Come on. If you, if you want to see something pretty cool, you go somewhere where there's like a thousand young people just going crazy for God. I mean, it hits you. It hits you. I've been fortunate to attend a few and as a young person and also as an older person. Not an old person, but older. Um, God has a funny way of doing things, doesn't He? Um, today, I, I want to just take a few moments. Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to get to my planned sermon or if I'm just going to go into what I believe God was doing today. Who here has a hard time sleeping because you think about stuff? Who here, when something's on your mind, it's like, I can't sleep because I've got all these things flying through my mind? Who here sometimes feels an unrest inside of them because things seem to be spiraling out of control? Um... Who here breaks into a cold sweat when you look at your checking account and you look at the day and there's too much month and not enough money? There were times when Winona would say something to me about our finances and I would break into a cold sweat immediately. I want to share a few verses with you today, but I, first of all, I want to say God is a good God. He's not bad. He's not cruel. He's not mean. He is good. And everything that He does comes out of His goodness. Does he discipline? You betcha he does. Do I deserve it? Oh yeah, probably more than I get it. But that doesn't mean he's bad. That means he's just real good. It's like, not only does he discipline me, but sometimes he says, David, my mercy is just going to take care of you. Mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. I, I, I want to talk to you just as a pastor this morning. I want to capitalize on what God has been saying to us today. 
Because I sense there are people here today that your heart is just a flutter. I sense there are people here today that, man, I wish I could just sleep better. I think there's people here that just go, I just wish I wasn't having to deal with all this crap. Can we be honest? I mean, it's, it's garbage. It's frustrating. Well, I've got some good news for you. The God that you serve, the God that I serve, is a God that's good. I want you to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 14. And I want to read just verse 1. This is not under the influence. That's okay. That's a cool graphic. That's pretty nice too. I, I'm not going to do the, continue on the series today. I want to talk to you. And I want to dispense some faith. I want to give you some faith. And I want you to grab on to some faith today. Verse 1 of John 14 let not your heart be troubled. And that's in red. And I was taught when it was in red that meant it was what Jesus said. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's been with these guys for three years. He's preparing to leave them. And he's been talking to them kind of in parables, and they have understood some, and they haven't understood others. And here he's telling them, listen guys, let not your heart be troubled. I'm here to tell you this morning, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Why? He says, you believe in God? Believe also in me. A lot of the troubles that we get is because we place our belief in someone other than God. A lot of the troubles that I experience is when I take my faith and I don't put it in God, but I put it somewhere else. And when that breaks down, and it always will, sometimes it breaks down really fast, and sometimes it takes a bit of time, like a day. And then it breaks down. And sometimes I'm even smart enough to know that it's stupid to begin with. But I take my faith and instead of placing it in God, I take my faith and I place it in something other than God. In my career. In my friendships. In my finances. In my vehicles. In my wealth. In my apparent wealth. In the place that I live. In the land that I live, which is beautiful. And I take all that and I place it, I place it in people. I'm here to tell you that God does not want your heart to be troubled. And the way that your heart is not troubled is you believe in Him. I mean wholehearted believe in Him. 
like Abraham type of believe in Him. Like, I'm going to take the promise that you said, and I will take that, and I will put it on the altar, believe it in Him. Like, I will bind up the promise that you gave me, and I am prepared to walk away from the promise that you gave me, believe in me. Not just a believe in me that's convenient. It's real easy to believe in God when things are going well, but it's really hard to believe in Him when things are going tough. When the darts are flying, the thoughts are racing, the accusations are coming, the day is getting shorter, the night is starting to fall, it can be very difficult at times to trust in God. I'm here to tell you, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. This morning we had some amazing words. First of all, we started with the song, and I'm not going to sing it for you. Some people understood how good that was. Um, that's right, you can keep them coming. Running after you. I'm running after you. Running to get everything that He has for me. I remember many times Pastor Nelson, Pastor Daniel, and I would sit down, we'd have elders meetings or discussions, and, and we would sometimes talk about upcoming events or meetings, and, and if we had a special speaker, we would talk about how the service looked. And Pastor Nelson would say to Daniel and me, he'd say, guys, when they say, if you want prayer, and you're in front of me, I'm going to run over you. And he wasn't being mean, but what he was saying was he wanted every single thing that God had for him. To the point of, I will get greedy, and I want to get in that line, and I want to get first. God worked on him. God softened him. He slowed him down. But are you running after God? We sang the song. All that you have for me is all that I want. Don't let your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me is what Jesus said. Do you know that you can put your trust in Jesus? What, is what, what does he want for you? Well, Olivia also shared some verses about declaring his goodness and his greatness. There was a sovereign presence of God here this morning. It was sweet. It was sweet. It was ripe. It was ready. Pastor Brenda shared her vision. She was pretty transparent. You get a piece of bad news, or you even get a piece of apparent bad news, and it's amazing where your mind will go. 
I chatted with a gentleman once who was my age, and I'm not even 50 yet, so we're young. And he wasn't feeling well, and he went to the doctor's. And so the doctor, doing his due diligence, said, I got to run a battery of tests, and we got to check you out for everything. And then he says, even cancer. And he just uttered the word. He, he never, never said anything else. The gentleman went home, and his life changed. He did the tests, and all of a sudden, he started to get symptoms. <laughs> Have you ever had somebody say something, and all of a sudden, you start to get the symptoms? You know, that's funny. I didn't think I had a cold, but now my nose is running. That's funny. I didn't think I had sore joints, but now my body aches. Well, he was thinking, huh, I've got cancer. The battery of tests took quite a while, like a month or two. At the end of it, the doctor sat him down and said, you don't have cancer. He walked out of there better. <laughs> don't let your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe in me also. I'm here to tell you today that there's some of you that have an anxiety inside of you that you can't sit still. That, that, that it's like, what if? Well, what if? What if? Like, what if? What about God? Instead of saying, what if? Say, but God. Instead of saying, what if? Say, but God. You start changing what you're saying and it changes what you start believing. And this gentleman who was healthy, and he was healthy. He was a strong man. Spent in a spiral for weeks if not months, only to find out at the end of it that he didn't have cancer. And he told me later, he said, I wasted all that time thinking I had cancer. And he goes, and I knew better. Pastor Nelson shared this morning. He shared that God loves you. I think you need to hear that. God loves you. I mean, He loves you. And His love isn't the love that's like, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. His love is like, I sent my son even when you were distant and opposite and against me, I loved you enough that I made the provision and sent my son to restore the relationship love. 
His love is not, well, whatever you do for me, I'll do back to you. His love is, even if you do nothing, I still sent my son for you and I accepted you. His love is not, well, if I feel like it today, or gee, I got up on the wrong side of the bed kind of love. No, his love is, it doesn't matter where I sleep, I love you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. Pastor Daniel shared Psalm 23. By the way, I'm not remembering all this. I wrote it down. My memory isn't that good. I keep forgetting how good it is. <laughs> you got that one, did you? Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I've gotten close to walking through the valley of the shadow of death. I didn't realize it. My wife realized it. That's pretty scary. The whole life changes. When you're faced with your mortality, when you thought you were immortal. Now, I am immortal, but I have this crazy thing coming that is an entrance to heaven. And instead of fearing it, I should be celebrating it. And I'm not afraid of dying. Because I know when I die, I'm going somewhere better. But somehow we get this little, like, fear of death. It says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. John 14, 1. Let your heart be of good comfort. Don't let your heart be troubled. Do you believe that God cares for you? Who here would be brazen enough to admit that sometimes they struggle with control issues, fear issues, sleeping at night issues? Like, I'm trying to hit it all so that everybody raises their hand. Uh, telling my wife issue, telling my dad. You know. I mean, we're, we're human. We're human. Whether it's my health or my wealth, or whether it's my good days, my bad days, we struggle. I'm here to tell you, don't let your heart be troubled. Who here could use a little bit of heart peace? I want you to raise your hands right now if you could use a little bit of peace in your heart. Heavenly Father, this isn't my closing Lord, this is your opening. I ask that you would just move with your peace right now. Calm the hearts. Mm. Praise you, Jesus. Now thank him. Thank him. Thank Him. 
I've got a couple verses I want to share with you. But I wanted to, first of all, I wanted to, I want to tie in. Because worship and the word are not mutually exclusive. They're mutually inclusive. When we have worship, it augments and complements the word. And when we have the word, it augments and complements the worship. They flow together. So I'm not preaching to you the sermon that I had. I'm preaching to you what I believe God is saying today. Pastor Nelson will be saying, yeah, hallelujah, good for you, David. (laughs) Because if you know me, this is not the way I typically go. Pastor Nelson loves this. This is not the way that I typically flow. But I don't want to miss what God is saying today. Because I want you to walk out these doors changed. Not by me, but by him. And I want you to see a couple things. How fast do you think it takes God to work? Yesterday, twinkling of an eye. How fast do you think it takes God to do something? Quickly as he wants to do it. Oh, that's a political answer, I tell you. I want you to see a couple verses here. Um, Turn to Luke 5. Are you okay with a different kind of sermon this morning? By the way, I am acting under the influence of the Holy Spirit. He is a whole lot more fun. Luke 5. I want to read, first of all, verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. So he's, he's got quite a mix of people there, and he's got a bunch of these guys are literally critics. They're not his supporters. <laughs> They're not there to support him. They're there to trick him to find out what thing he's going to do wrong next. Mess up their religion. But then it says, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. You know, God can move in the midst of some adverse people. God can move in the midst of a situation that doesn't even look like it's ready to receive. Now I want you to stay in chapter 5 and go down to Verse 22, because this, this verse, this story continues. And this is the story where they opened up the roof and they lowered the guy down. In verse 22, but, you know, and Jesus knows what they're thinking and they're asking him, you know, actually verse 20, he says, and when he saw their faith, <laughs> this is funny. When he saw their faith, he says to the guy, your sins are forgiven. Now, I don't know about you, but I was going for healing. Come on. The guy's sick. He's laying on a bed. I'm going for healing. I got to be honest with you. That's why we brought him. And the scribes and the Pharisees, they, I mean, he just likes to mess. Sometimes God wants to mess with the way you think. 
Because the way you think is backwards. The way I think is backwards. The way I think is brotherly love. You do this, I'll do that. The way I think is contractual love. I will do this because you've done that. God doesn't look at it that way. He looks at it the proper way. And so Jesus is here and he knows what they're thinking. And he goes, and he perceives in their, in their hearts. And he goes, well, what did you think? What's it easier for me to say? Your sins are forgiven or to rise up and walk? Verse 23. But that you might know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he says to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And I want you to see what's the next word. Immediately. Immediately. Look at somebody and say, immediately. Now, I looked up that word. Do you know what immediately means? Immediately. Instantly. But you know what? There's a funny thing about this word too. That it comes, it's, it's got two Greek words in it. It's got a, a, a preposition word or a, a word that goes at the front of it called para. And then it's got the ending of the word, which is another word which I'm not going to pronounce for you. But there's two words in it. And para means to be with and on and, and near. The second part of that word has to do with riches. It carries with it riches, wealth, and actually has to do with not just a time, but it has to do with wealth. When Jesus was there and he said, arise, what he did was he released his wealth to that person. Like that. So when he says to his disciples in John 14, he says, don't let your heart be troubled. Do you know what he's doing? He's releasing his wealth immediately. That released his provision, released his blessing, released everything that Jesus had. It was released. And it wasn't just at that moment. It also carried with it his ability, his wealth, his provision, his goodness. The word immediately doesn't just mean immediately. It's an opening to an immediacy of his ability. Now, it's not always the word immediately is not always like that. But in this case, it actually carries with it the wealth that Jesus had. Do you know when Jesus walks, he doesn't walk deficient? When Jesus was ministering to us this morning and the Holy Spirit was ministering to us today, he was ministering to us effectively 100%. He doesn't have like a 28 percentile. He doesn't have like I can only do 75%. He's a 100% and then some God. So when Jesus spoke the words, he was enacting and speaking Everything that came with him. Not just the words. Sometimes we think it's the words. No, what he was doing was he released everything that was Jesus was released. And everything that was Jesus was the Father. So when he says, let not your heart be troubled... He is releasing everything that you need immediately. Immediately. 
I want you to look at another verse. And I hope I wrote it down. John chapter 5. I got about three minutes. And four minutes if you give me one. John chapter 5. The man healed at the pool of Bethsaida. Or Beth, Bethesda. Bethesda. Yeah, I've always had a hard time pronouncing that one. There was a pool where an angel was dispatched from heaven to stir the waters. I mean, think about this. This is like awesome. And somehow people figured out when the waters stirred, somebody got healed. Nobody said that to them. They figured that out. Man, next time you go to the water and you see some ripples, maybe jump in. But, but they figured out that every time the water rippled, somebody got healed. So people would camp around where this healing would happen. And there was a guy there, and he was sick and on his bed. And Jesus went to him, and he had this infirmity for 38 years. Who's under 38? And all the women are going, should I raise my hand? Uh, fear, uh, oh, Pastor Daniel. Yeah, he started at 25. For 38 years, this guy had this condition. And Jesus looks at him, and he says, do you want to be made well? Do you know God will sometimes ask you the question even though he already knows you're, you're the answer? Sometimes you've got to say it. In fact, I would suggest to you just about all the time, you got to exercise it. What do you want? What do you want? You keep your mouth shut, I don't know. You open it, I know. So the sick man says, Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred. Verse 8, Jesus says to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And verse 9 What's the second word in verse 9? Immediately. <laughs> God wants to do an immediate work. Immediately. I asked you earlier, who here, sometimes you feel like your heart's troubled. I'm here to tell you, immediately it can be settled. You don't have to wait till you get home. You don't have to wait till you get the news. You don't have to wait till this is settled. You don't have to wait till the professional says this. You don't have to wait till the legal says this. You can say now this is settled immediately now because Jesus has said it. Go with me to Acts. Last chapter, last verse. Acts chapter 3. Because I want you to see that it wasn't just Jesus that did these things. Acts chapter 3. And this is when Peter and John have been walking to the temple to pray. In verse 2, the guy has been there. He was lame from his mother's womb. And if you read the story and you go on, you find out that that was over 40 years. <laughs> 
over 40 years. That means that he was around when Jesus was around. He'd been like that for over 40 years. Sheila, your healing is coming. You've had it for 15 years. God says that's nothing. There's an immediacy to his healing. Who here has had a condition for longer than six months? I believe in an immediate God. So Peter and John, I can't wait till this happens. I mean, they just look at him. They say, what do you want? He wanted money. They said, listen, guy, I don't have money. I've got a different currency. And everything I've got. Now, listen, they're working under the model that Jesus did. And when Jesus was immediately, he opened up the resources of everything he had. You don't have to have money. You got Jesus. And Peter and John say, listen, guy, we don't have money, but what we've got will give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And what is the word that follows after that? Immediately, he rose up. And Peter and John, what they did was they released the wealth of heaven on this guy. And there's an immediacy that happens when the wealth of God touches you. There's an immediacy that happens when God's wealth hits you. And his wealth is true wealth. It's health. It's wisdom. It's peace. It's joy. It's comfort. It is everything that you need. And there's an immediacy that opens up and releases everything he's got. And this morning, there's an immediacy here. If you need healing, and I don't care if you've been sick for a day if you feel like the sniffles are coming now, or if you've been ill for years, if you need a healing, I want you to rise up. You won't get it if you don't do it. If you don't take a step, you won't get it. If you don't say, God, this is what I need, you say, well, he knows me. Yeah, but you have to exercise your faith. I can't pray for all of you. but I want you to raise your hands. And I'm going over healing. Man, I'm asking God for the crazy because we got too much of the other stuff. We need some crazy God stuff happening. We're looking at miracles of healing. If you need a miracle in any other way, if you can't sleep at night, stand up. 
If you can't rest, stand up. If you need a touch from God, if your finances need a touch from God, He's got the wealth to give it to you. Stand up. If you need wisdom, He has the wisdom. His wisdom is true and it's pure. It's the best kind of wisdom to get. Stand up. If you don't know what to do tomorrow, God can do it. He can do it immediately and release heaven on you now. Raise your hands. And we're going to pray twice. First of all, we're going to pray for ourselves. And then we're going to, so, so, so just raise your hands. Don't hold hands. Raise your hands. And then after this, we're going to pray for somebody beside us. We're going to do a little bit of exercising. Heavenly Father, come immediately. Lord, it wasn't complicated when you said it. So, Lord, I'm asking for an immediate healing for Shauna's hips, for Sheila's kidneys, for the fibromyalgia, for sicknesses, for things that are persistent that don't belong in your kingdom and they don't match up with the way you operate and you live. Lord, I'm speaking to lack Lack of wisdom, lack of understanding, lack of things that we have. I'm speaking to the things that the enemy has stolen, and I'm speaking an immediate restoration, immediately that the kingdom of heaven will be released, and the wealth of the kingdom of heaven will flow into the families and into the situations here. Wisdom, understanding, health, peace. Gentleness. Give me a gentle spirit, God, because I'm not being gentle. Lord, let me be kind. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a little snappy. Lord, let me be long-suffering. That they don't get what they deserve, but that you teach me and train me and change my attitude before I respond. Lord, that you give me love for my neighbor, the love that you have, not the love that I come up with and determine. Lord, I could use your joy. <laughs> I could use it, Lord, because I'm a sourpuss. I could use your peace because I can't sleep. Just receive from them. Because he's an immediate kind of God. Praise you, Jesus. Mm. Mm. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit, ask him. <laughs> Pour out your spirit, God. Fill. Now I want you to, to find somebody, whether they're right beside you or right behind you, but I don't want anybody to be by themselves. So whether it's a group of two or a group of three, but find somebody, preferably a group of two. 
and we're going to exercise faith right now. Everybody find somebody. Bradley, you got your grandpa right beside you. Don't be a stranger. I want you to pray for the person to your right. Just ask God to do an immediate work now. Lord, exercise faith. Mm. Speak power to them. Speak faith. Speak expectation. Release God. Release the wealth of heaven. Mm. Praise you, Jesus. Now switch. And if you've been receiving the prayer, turn around now and pray for the individual that's prayed for you. Declare God's goodness. Declare an immediate action and an immediate touch from God. Mm. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Mm. Mm. Lord, I ask for miracles. Lord, I ask for miracles. Unexplainable things to happen that is not natural, but is supernatural. It supersedes the natural things of this world. A miracle that science cannot explain. A miracle that baffles the minds of the experts, but makes a child laugh. Lord, a miracle that goes beyond physical laws of nature and enters the laws of the kingdom. Lord, a miracle that takes the sun and it stands still when everything else is moving around. Lord, a miracle that sees my neighbor who hates you turn around and say, can you pray for me? Lord, a miracle that will take the dollar and multiply it to substantiate and cover every single thing that is necessary. Lord, a miracle that goes beyond these walls and hits Abbotsford. Lord, a miracle that will cause people to say, what is God doing here? Lord, a miracle that will sweep this country, this nation. Lord, we need a touch from you. Not something we do, but what you want for this nation, this country, this province. Lord, and our neighbors even to the south. Lord, I'm running after you and I want everything that you've got for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell them don't let your heart be troubled. Amen. God bless you. Have a crazy week. Oh, Pastor Daniel.
Okay. Um, Pastor Daniel has a miracle that he couldn't just pray for himself. Go ahead. Alvaro, Luciana, can you just come forward? This is going to be, take about two minutes to explain. When we shipped our container down to Brazil, yeah, you can take a seat. Take a seat. Um, one of the requests for the, from the shipping company to me was, I need their registration number. So I sent them our church registration number, and I got the registration number from the church and the, and the pastor there that was receiving the container. And the shipping company filled all the paperwork out and sent the container down there, and it arrived. So that's awesome. The difficulty is it was the wrong registration number. The government of Brazil requires, and we can see Alvaro here. I think he's, he's, he's in real distress from talking to him. And I, I'm going to pray for him in a minute. The, the government of Brazil requires an import, importing registration number. It takes about six months to get this import, importing registration number. So I did not know, realize, understand which registration number was required. So the government of Brazil has seized our container. And, yeah, <laughs> and so our brother here, <laughs> I've talked to him a couple times, and I, I think he's highly stressed, and, and uh, he probably feels responsible, and uh, I'm sure Luciana is, they're, they're, I, I actually don't fully understand, but I, I think they're feeling, feeling some responsibility. Um, I feel responsible. And, but um, someone told me this morning, they, they saw <laughs> it just a picture flashed in their mind of angels sitting on our container. And I choose to believe that. And there, there are certain dead. I, you know what? I don't understand the legal system of Brazil. So there are certain deadlines, certain conditions. Um, Alvaro's father is a lawyer, and has agreed to represent us. And I, I, I again, I don't fully understand. I just know that <laughs> my brother here is stressed right out. I think. And let's all pray for him. We'll pray for Alvaro first and Luciana. And God will give him wisdom, give him peace. And uh, then we're going to pray for whatever the situation is in Brazil. And yeah, that uh, God's going to give us favor. He's going to give us wisdom. Heavenly Father, I just lift up Alvaro right now to you and Luciana. This is their passion. This is their country. This is, this is their assignment. 
And right now it looks like it's lost, hopeless. Lord, I just pray for your peace. Lord, we know you have the circumstance in your hand and and we don't understand and the Lord would say unto you today that you intended good in your heart. And both of you have put much effort in and many people put much effort into the good. God is God. Hallelujah. 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 God is God. He put it in your heart to do that. So don't blame yourself. I knew this was going to happen, but I put it in your heart anyway. And you did it out of sincerity and honesty. You did it in great faith. And I will not let you down. I am the God over all the nations of the world. And they're but a drop in the bucket to me. So don't carry what is mine. Leave it with me. Leave it with me. I don't judge you. I don't condemn you. I don't, I don't see anything negative. And neither will anybody else. So be at peace in your heart. Be at peace in your mind. For the God who created everything is your God. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we lift up the situation in Brazil, the container that's sitting there. Lord, we dedicated that container to you, and we let it out of our hands. Yes, Lord, we pray for Alvaro's dad for wisdom. God, the right steps to take. I just want to correct Pastor Daniel. Well, the fight's not over yet. Okay, my fate, it's big. And it was not my decision or Alvaro's decision to do this. It was God told us to do it. So there is a reason behind it. We don't know yet, but there is a reason behind it. And uh, they're still working on it. So I think, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I really believe that. And uh, it's in my heart that, and you said you don't understand. Because we put a lot of work into it. It's not just receiving donations. It is, I run to 
thousands of garage sales because I went to the schools there and I saw everything. I saw what people need and you, people here didn't see that, didn't see the need, the, the kids that have nothing, you know? So it is not just a toy, it is not just a bag of clothes. For them, it's gonna be a blessing. And each one of them, there'll be thousands of kids, thousands of family, it'll be, I'll say a small church bless hundreds of people in need, and that's just beautiful. So just going to keep praying. This is not over yet. I just feel let's just stand. Let's stretch forth our hands. And let's just come into agreement. And I love the vision of the angels sitting on the container. Okay? That's God's container. Amen? So what the enemy tries to obstruct, God knows. God knew this was going to happen. So this is a time for us to exercise our faith. This is a time for us to come together in agreement for a miracle. Amen? We say we want a miracle, but nobody wants to go through anything bad that would actually require a miracle. So, let's just agree. So stretch forth your hand right now. Hallelujah. Father, we just release that container now in the name of Jesus. Everything that is holding that container up and every obstacle standing in the way, we take authority over it now, and it is subject to your will, your kingdom, and the provisions of heaven. We speak immediately over that container now in the name of Jesus. We declare favor with the judge. We declare favor with the government. We declare favor with the officials. That when it is all said and done, they will shake their heads and say, we have never seen anything like this before. But God, you go before us. You went before the container in Brazil, and you are preparing the way. You are opening the doors. And we are going to stand, Alvaro, when we're praying for you, it's time to get behind that Israeli defense shield. I don't know how else to describe Pastor Brenda's vision. They have a name for it. It's called a dome or something. Iron dome. Get behind the iron dome. And you stand behind God. So that is a position of rest. It is a position of rest, of confidence, of peace. No weapon formed against you will prosper. That is our position. That's where we stand. God, I just pray, stretch forth your hand again. Wisdom. Wisdom, we just, Alvaro and proxy for your dad. Wisdom for Alvaro's dad. Uncommon wisdom. We declare that over, an impartation of uncommon wisdom in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we release uncommon wisdom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We were going to close, but as we were closing, Charlene came up and she believes God gave her a word of, of knowledge. So, Charlene.
Do you got a couple more minutes? Okay. Um, when I was standing up here earlier, um, worshiping, I was feeling very warm, but both of my elbows were completely frozen. And I don't mean that I couldn't move them, but they were ice cold frozen. And I was like, why are my elbows completely cold? And I just, I asked the Holy Spirit, what does this mean? And I totally got the word frozen. <laughs> I know it sounds simple, but I really believe that there's somebody here that both of their elbows, not just one, they're freezing on you or seizing on you, you have some sort of pain in them, both elbows. Anybody having problems with both elbows <laughs> seizing on you? Both of your elbows, both of them, do you want to come up so we can pray over you? Amen. I have a few people come forward, Brother Howard. Michael. Amen. Amen. Immediate, immediate, immediately. Hallelujah. Mm. Go for it all, Sheila. Go for it all. Every single complication, every single side effect from dialysis to be eliminated. And whole kidneys. Lord, nothing is too difficult for you, God. And it's faith in the name of Jesus, the work of Jesus, that we are extending our hands and declaring an immediate healing over this body. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Mm. We are going to dismiss. So if you'd like to be dismissed, you may be dismissed now. If you have a special need and you'd like further prayer, come forward. And we're going to have a few couples up here that will pray for you. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week and declare his immediacy over your situations.